Even folks, God bless you all. Let's just pray before we start. Eh? Father God, Lord in heaven, we just thank you again for the, the wonderful opportunity we have to gather in your mighty, precious name. Lord, when we gather together as one, that's where your blessing is commanded, Lord, and we have that unity. Father, we pray for your presence now, Lord, to help us to be attentive to your word, Lord, to hear from heaven. And I pray, Father, that you would help me speak your word the way that you've asked me to do so, Lord, and I'll be able to give the exact replication, Lord, of what you've, your thought is tonight, in Jesus' name. Yeah, it was a lovely service this morning, fantastic. Um, Kenny Miller's got a, Kenny Miller, Miller keeps saying that, Rangers football player, terrible. Kenny Borlick even, uh, has got a fantastic ministry, uh, and the preaching, just tremendous. Um, so, in a way, difficult to stand up here all the more tonight, but it's still the word of God. Um, I'd kind of like to follow on a little bit from where he was, uh, and just talk about the, the fact that we are made in the image of God. Okay, so I've got some scriptures to read out to start us off with, and I will try and be brief. My watch is running a bit slow, so if I go over, it's my watch's fault. I've heard that one before, haven't you? So, Hebrews 1 3, if we want to open up there, that would be a start, and it's just a, a portion of this. Praise God. So it just says, it says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, talking about Jesus. So that word where it says express image um, is actually the word character in the, the Greek. And it means in Greek an exact impression which reflects the inner character. So Jesus was the brightness of God's glory and the exact impression that reflected God's inner character. In Colossians 1.15, it says, He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And the word image there is slightly different from the previous one. It means an image, a statue, a representation, a likeness. And the proper kind of deeper meaning is a mirror-like representation referring to what is very close in resemblance. And it exactly, this is important, but it exactly reflects its source. So we've got Jesus, he's an exact impression which reflects the inner character of God. And he exactly reflects his source. And it assumes a prototype of which it not merely resembles, but which it, it, from which it is drawn. So Jesus is drawn from God. He's the exact image of God in as much as he's not just a, a kind of carbon copy, a, a, a rough copy. He is all of God. Let me know that. Christ is the express image of God. If you want to see God, you look at Jesus Christ. And when he says he came to fulfill the law, he meant, in the Greek again, it meant he came to manifest the law. So if you want to understand God's mind and what the law was all about for all these centuries that the Jewish people lived under the law, you look at Jesus. You don't have to go back to the Old Testament and study it and wonder why a donkey can't be shackled to a cow or why you can't eat certain food. You look at the life of Jesus Christ and in there you see the full manifestation of everything that God had intended for us. So that's Christ, the express image of God. And what's wonderful is as well as having Christ, in Genesis 1.27 it says very clearly, So God created man 
That's all of us in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. So we, as we know, are created in the image of God. That's a fantastic thing, but something I don't think we we fully grasp sometimes, just how important that is. And I think uh, Kenny this morning um, spoke about some of that and explained just how important even the body was. So what I want to talk about is, in what way are we made in his image? And why are we made in his image? So there's several ways that we're made in the image of God. And the first one I've got down, and they're not in any order of importance by the way, Okay, is emotionally. Now, it amazes me to think that God is an emotional being. Because he's a person. And he has emotions. And the reason that God gave us emotions is because he's an emotional being. And we can see that in the Bible. We can see that he's, he's angry sometimes. He feels grief. He was grieving over Jerusalem. Jesus Christ cried over Jerusalem. God hates certain things. Hates an emotion. He's jealous. He's jealous over his people. He's jealous over his word. He has joy. We know that God is joyful. He has compassion. He's got peace. God is peace. And the greatest thing, the greatest emotion, if you like, that God's got above all the other emotions is love. And the reason God, the reason the Lord gave us emotions is so that we could understand how he felt. He wanted to create a being in us that related exactly to him he wanted somebody that he could fellowship with in a way that he couldn't fellowship with anybody else and a good way to think about it is if you remember a way back in uh, Genesis when uh, God's looking for a help meet for Adam I'll just read that in Genesis 2.18 and it said the Lord God said it is not good for man to be alone well God obviously didn't want to be alone if he'd wanted to be alone we would never be here (laughs) there's times when he felt he wished he was alone and he repented of what he created but God wanted somebody to fellowship with so it says the Lord God said it's not good for the man to be alone I will make a helper suitable for him now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and the birds of the sky and he brought them to the man to see what he would name them and whatever the man called each living creature that was its name So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took out one of the man's ribs, closed up the place with the flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. He had taken out of the man and brought her to the man. Now God wasn't surprised when Adam didn't choose the elephant. God wasn't surprised when the line turned up and Adam went, no, I don't fancy a line. I'm not into lines. They're great and all that. It's no, no disrespect, Lord, but that's not really the help me I want. God wasn't surprised when the monkey, which we're supposedly descended from, the one that was closest to him, came along and Adam said no. God knew and God was shown as a sign that in his mind, the only real fellowship can, can come from somebody that is created in the same image. So he wasn't surprised. He knew from the start of that process. I don't know how long it took for Adam to get through all the animals. Quite a lot of animals about. And God had to bring them all there. But God knew from the start of that process to the end that Adam was not going to stop 
at any of these animals because none of them were made in his image. He could never have true fellowship with any of the animals. No matter how fantastic they were, no matter how much of God each one of these animals expressed, all the wondrous things we've got, the fish with spines and the anteaters and all the strange creatures that God created, the absolute multitude, the phenomenal creation. But none of them would be suitable for true fellowship. Because God had in his mind, Adam needed something created in his image that he could fellowship with. Which is why God created us in his image. Now, God is a Logos, we know that. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, right? And I've said before that word Logos means the expression of a thought. So God, although he's invisible, no man can see God, can't see him. He is completely 100% reality. So everything in that spiritual realm we can't see is more real than we are here. We are a reflection, we are an image of that spiritual realm. It's hard to believe because we can look around and we can touch and we can see and we can feel and we've got all these things. But all we are is an image of everything that God had in his mind. So that reality is the real reality. So when God was looking for somebody to fellowship with, he was looking for somebody just like him. God's plan was to create somebody just like him, incredibly like him, so that that being, us, could understand everything about God. It wouldn't be something slightly like him, it wouldn't be a monkey or an elephant or whatever. God, like Adam, needs somebody just like him. Which is why, one of the reasons God created us completely in his image. So God gave his emotions back to where I was. God gave his emotions so that we would understand the emotions of God. So when you read in your Bible and you said God was angry, well we understand that, don't we? Because we've got emotions. If we'd gone to the lion, the lion's not got emotions. Monkeys don't have emotions the way we do God created us to be exactly like him so that we could experience what he was feeling and have that complete fellowship with him. So God created us with emotions that fitted his so that when he came to fellowship with us, when he came to talk to us, when he came to walk with us through the centuries, that when God spoke about emotional things, we would understand him, but also that he understands us. We're not a million miles away from God. We're not a completely different being. He didn't dream up some kind of alien that was nothing like him. He came up with us and just went, Do you know what? I'm an emotional being and my creation, the one I'm going to make in my image, is going to have emotions, obviously. Why wouldn't we if we're in God's image? Now it's hard sometimes in our minds to compare ourselves with God. How can we be like God? We're in his image, we're exactly like God. The problem that we have is sin. So that image that God created in the garden in Adam and Eve, which was perfect, and then replicated in Christ, which was the perfect express image of God, and us it's broken. So where has God's got all the right emotions? Some of us have wrong emotions. So we when the Bible says now I see in a, a glass dimly. It's because 
we're not quite where we should be we're not in that perfect image we understand the emotions of God to a degree but because ours are so hazy and fuzzy and we've got so much different stuff going on we don't quite grasp that we're actually created exactly in his image but for the fall that's caused us just to be that little bit different from God not quite in his image anymore a broken image So he gave us love and he gave us compassion and joy and all these wonderful things that we can feel. Love, joy, peace, all the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And we do actually have to be in the Spirit to get them. Because even though we're in his image, we're still that bit away, the sin steps in the way. So emotionally, we're incredibly like God. We have all the same emotions of God, it's just ours are slightly, slightly different. Yeah? I mentioned love. Now, love isn't just an emotion. Love is the character of God. Right? God is love. So if you want to pick an emotion and something that's important in God's eyes, it's got to be love. It's, it's not just one character trait. It is the all-defining, most critical, deepest, most inner character trait of God. Everything with God is driven in the fact that God is love. It starts there and it ends there. God is love. And the reason God gave us love and these other emotions is not just so we could communicate with him and understand him and understand what emotions are and and understand each other. Because we all share the same emotions. I've got the same emotions as you. I might have a bit more of some of the bad ones than you, I don't know, but I've got the same emotions. So when I talk to Graham, I'm not talking to some weird, strange alien that, what does he doesn't know about me and I don't know about him. God made us all in his image to be able to share our emotions with one another. To bear one another's burdens. But he also, and this is important, he also gave us emotions, his emotions. Not just so we could communicate with him and one another, but so we could communicate with the people out there. Which is very much what Kenny was saying today. God gave us all the good emotions, all the right emotions, and all the, the proper way of feeling and thinking so that we could go out to a broken world and reach out to them now in the state we're in a lot of the time we can't do that because we've got all the bad emotions which hold us back but when you walk in the spirit of God and you get closer to his image you've then got something to take out and share so primarily God made us in his image to communicate with him number one to communicate with one another as a church and as human beings but also to reach out to other people he wants us, and this is simple, we all know this, he wants us to be his face, as Kenny said, to a broken world. He wants us to be like Christ, the image of Christ, the partaker, we're partakers of the divine nature, of his nature, remember. How many people feel like a partaker of God's nature tonight? That we're just so full of God and it's amazing and wow, look, I'm partaking God's nature. But we are. We're made in his image. And we're partakers of his nature so that we can take that nature, the right emotions and the right characters, characteristics out there. It's not just for us. It's not just so we can have a, a nice time with our dad. I mean, you think all of us and most of us, as far as I know, parents. So when you've got kids, and I watch this in the world and I see people and their kids have got Sex Pistols t shirts on and they're that high. 
Well, I'll tell you, it's not the child that wanted a Sex Pistols t-shirt. <laughs> or a Led Zeppelin t-shirt, Pink Floyd t-shirt. The kid, when they walk into the shop one day, go, Pink Floyd, I love them. Not as six years old or seven. That's the parent wanting to make the child in their image. That's a natural thing. But likewise, God wants to make us in his image. And if you watch parents, they want their kids to be, usually try and get them a wee bit better than them. But you'll see them, they want them to like the same music, support the same football team. How many Rangers supporters would want their kids to go off and support Selic? They want them to like cars, if they like cars. They want them to be a little chip off the block, if you like. And when God created us, he didn't want us just to be slightly like him. He wanted us to be exactly like him. Created in his image. So he gave us, as I say, the same emotion. Now, characteristic-wise, God has attributes. God has character. Because he's spirit. So he's made up of certain attributes, of certain things, especially lovers have said, that are who God is and what God is. And these are the things that God wants to replicate in us. So, going back to love in 1 Corinthians 13, it's easy to see the characteristics of God. He's patient. Love is patient. He's kind. Now these are wonderful things because when we start to see that these are the things that God is, when we start to drill down into these and not the thoughts that we've got about how God feels towards us and how the world works, when we start to see this, we can see the characteristics that God wants us to have. We can see that when Adam walked in the earth, in the image, the perfect image of God, these are the, the things that Adam had, these are the things that were in his spirit, that were in his mind, that were in his thoughts, that were in Eve's thoughts. So he's patient. God's a patient God. Now mankind was made patient Tell that to me in a motorway with a traffic jam. He was made kind. We were made in the image of God. Sin's in the way. But that's the image of God. We were made good. God is good. We were made not to envy. Adam wouldn't have felt envy until the fall. We wouldn't have boasted. Adam didn't run about the garden going, Look at me, I'm the best in the garden. Hey, I'm even on top of it. Look, Eve, Eve's just my mate, my helpmate. Look at me, I'm brilliant. Adam was made in the perfect image of God. Not self-seeking. God's not self-seeking. It's amazing to think that God didn't set all this up just so he could enjoy it. He set it up so that we could enjoy it. Which is why he made us in his image. Because if we, if we weren't in his image, we wouldn't understand it. We wouldn't even start to grasp it. We're made in his image so we can grasp it, so that we can enjoy everything that God's made. You know, the world's got this picture of a, a big bad God that created a lot of wee robots. So that he could do stuff, and make us do stuff, and we all we have to walk in his will, and we have to do it. That's not what it's about. No parents like that. No parents sets their children up to be a wee robot, and just to do as they're told. Any parent in the right mind wants their child to enjoy their relationship with them and enjoy the world they live in. And that's the way God set things up. That's why we're in his image, so we can comprehend the way that he's created things, so that we can enjoy it to the fullest. And the fact that he's not self-seeking, that he didn't do it for his own sake, is just mind-blowing. He set it up for everybody else. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful thought. He's not easily angered. God's not out of control. He's not up in heaven storming around. Oh, I see that here the other day. 
so angry with him. I know I do that sometimes with my cattle, but God's not like that. And we're created in his image. And if you go through and you look at that to think of a God that's that, 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 no, he's not angry with me, he's not easily angered. In his character, that's the way he is. He keeps no records of wrong. Now, some of us keep records of wrong. But God doesn't. But remember, we are made in his image. When God started out, all these attributes that, that, that are here, in love, is part of love, are the way God created us. So that we could understand, God doesn't keep wrong. I don't keep wrong. If I'm right walking in the Lord, then I'm not going to keep it wrong. So understand where God's mind is. I get it, I get my relationship with him now. He's not keeping wrong, so I shouldn't keep wrong. And you start to understand who God is through the fact that we are made the same as him. Which is why it's important to get a deeper revelation of Christ. The more we see these things, the more we understand them, the more our mind's not clouded by sin and the things that we do and the stupid thoughts we have, the more we come to an understanding of God's characteristic and realise that's who we should be, the more we we become like that. It's an understanding of what God put us here for, why he made us in his image. And not just, as I keep saying it, not just a wee bit in his image, we are the expression of God's perfect will in this earth. You are. God's perfect will. You're not a wee mistake. You're not just a wee hanger-owner. When God saw the bigger picture and he wanted people in his image, it was every single one of us as an individually created in his image. Perfectly in his image. In a deep, deep sense. So you were all special with God. The whole of mankind is. That's the amazing thing. That's why God loves everyone. Because it created his image. God says don't call anybody a bad name. Because all men are created in the image of God. It's his creation that's precious to him. It might be broken. But when your kids backslide or fall away or end up in trouble, you still love them. God created a perfect world in his image. And the most perfect part of that world was each person in here. Every single one of us and every single other person, believe it or not, no matter what they're doing. In his perfect image. God's faithful. God always hopes. He always perseveres. God looks after Israel in the desert for instance. God's wise. He has wisdom. And he's just. All of these things. Characteristics of God. Were created in man. Every single one of them. And God's bringing us back to them. And the reason that God gave us those characteristics. The reason that he gave us them so that we could share them with other people they're not just for us so that we can share them with our father and say oh god I love you and daddy you're great and oh, I'm so glad you're not angry with me and I'm so glad that you know you're long suffering because I'm a long suffering I'm, I'm a pain in the backside and you really put up with me it's so that we can take all these characteristics the characteristics of god that he put in mankind in us out to Middlesbrough or wherever it is we are so all the right emotions, all the right characteristics in his image. Not for us only, but to take out to others. To share with each other, but to carry outside. That's why we're here. That gives purpose to us. Well, God created us with a purpose. It wasn't a wee mistake. He created each person with a purpose. He created creation with a purpose. He knows the beginning for the end. He sees all the chaos in the middle. 
But each one of them, each one person is made perfectly. Down to every last molecule of DNA in his image. All the wrong bits are just sin. It's just the fall. No looking at you, Tommy. I was just slapping my belly. <laughs> yeah? And the amazing thing is that this physical bit, and we'll come to that as well, this physical bit is going to be changed to his likeness. So the bit, the, the, the physical, the physical outpouring of the fall, the bellies that we see, the lack of hair, the other bits that were no working right, so knees, so this, he's taking us back, he's given us a new body, a perfect body, and what Kenny said this morning, spot on, made in his image. Perfection, God's perfect, we're not perfect here, but we're going to a perfect body. That every molecule in it will be 100% right. There'll be nothing wrong. And then what's amazing is it will become where we started. The body will be immortal. Now our spirit's already immortal. That's not changed, but the body's not, as Kenny said. It gets sowed in dishonor and raised up. So, we're emotionally like God. God gave us the same characteristics that he has. And then physically we're also like God. Now, I said it earlier, his spiritual being is reality. We're a reflection of that reality. Right? So, God has eyes. Has anybody ever seen God's eyes? No. But I can tell you God had eyes before me because God had the idea of eyes. And if God has the idea of something, that's reality. And the fact that he created us the way we are just means that that's his original thought. So God has eyes, I'm going to tell you, God has ears, he can smell. I could say he has a nose, but I know he can smell. He's got arms, he's got feet, he's got a mouth, he's got a heart, he's got a face, as Kenny was talking about earlier. And he thinks he's got a mind as well. And he gave us these physical attributes so that we could understand him. Because that is his original thought. Why do you think we are the way we are? Because the God that created us thinks in arms and feet and eyes and teeth and hair. God thinks about that's the way his mind works. He thinks in all these things. So he gave us smell. Because the Bible says that God could smell the sweet aroma of the prayers, doesn't he? It says that. So the prayers, the, the, the sweet aroma of the prayers of the saints rose up and God was happier when we done a sacrifice in the Old Testament and the aroma would rise up. God could smell it. Well, if you couldn't smell, you wouldn't have a clue what he was talking about. <laughs> smell? What's God talking about? Because the original thought in God's head was this body. Not the broken one, the perfect one. Adam had no one we were going to. So God gave us smell so that we could understand when he says about smell, if it's a good smell, we can understand that. And if God talks about something, there being a stench, if it's sin or whatever... We know what a bad smell is, don't we? We drove by the dump earlier. Uh, down in Campbell's Lang, the council dump, just in the near Campbell's Lang. And uh, we, my guys, I hope he doesn't hear, but he'd put some aftershave on, right? So we're going by the dump, and he, uh, he said, What's that smell, Dad? I said, That's your aftershave, son. He says, Take me home, take me home. <laughs> don't worry, smell like this. It's a bad smell. We know what a bad smell is, yeah? So he gave us smell for a reason. Because he smells. We are created in his image. 
He gave his arms because he's got arms. So when he says, I'm going to carry you, when he says, I'm going to lift you up, we know what that means. Because I've carried the child, I've lifted them up, I've been lifted up. And it's not just because God's using weird concepts or concept of carry, I better give them arms. It's because that's what God is. God's the reality, we're the reflection. So he gave his arms so we know when he says, I'm going to reach down. I'm going to pull you out of the miry clay. We know what that means. His strong right arm. His right arm of righteousness. We know what that means. Because we're created in his image. We can interact with him in a way that if we didn't have arms. What's he talking about? Don't know what arms are. He gave his feet. No, we all get feet. Unless they fell off. We all get feet. So that when he says walk in the spirit. We know what that is. I'm walking in the flesh, so I know what he means when he asks me to walk, I know what that is. Yeah, we know what it is when he says, walk the narrow pathway. Because we've all been out a walk, maybe up in the hills and there's a wee narrow pathway and you're, you're going to fall off. But we've been a walk. So he gave his feet, because in his mind, we were going to walk, a spiritual walk and a physical walk. Always that was his plan. Always that was his plan. So he created you in his image so that you'd understand. We're an expression of him. He gave his eyes, and the Bible says the eyes of the Lord went to and fro and looked on the earth for a man. Somebody preached that recently, I think it was uh, Alan McBride. Well, has anybody has nobody seen God's eyes? But he's looking. He's looking. So he gave his eyes so that we could understand. Well, I know what that means. But also so that we can be his eyes. That we can look out to the world and see the people that are hurting and needing. And see the pain. And look at the things that are wrong and fix them. And I didn't say it, but he gave his feet. So that we can walk into the world and take the gospel. How beautiful are the feet of them? Alan Mank preached that, yeah. So all the things that we've got that we take for granted... They're actually super important to God. And that's what Kenny was saying. This body is not just a mistake. The way we are set up is to reflect the image of God. The way we're set up is to take all these things, whether it's emotional or whether it's characteristics or even the physical, out to that world. He gave us arms so we could help. Somebody's got to carry the food off the table. <laughs> Somebody's got to bring all the food to the table. If you didn't have arms, you would struggle. It sounds daft to say, but it is crucial. Everything we've got, fingers, everything, is vital to the way God wants us to do something. And the point of having it all is that we use it all for God. Emotions, characteristics, hands, feet, everything. He gave his ears. You know, the Bible says, I think King David says, Give ear, O Lord, attend unto my prayer. Yeah. He gave his ears so that we'd understand, listening. That we could hear him, that we could hear his words. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. If we didn't have ears, you would struggle. I struggle to hear sometimes, we've got a wee bit deaf and it's a nuisance. But if you didn't have ears, I can hear the word of God. And faith comes by hearing. And he gave his ears, not just for ourselves, but so that we could hear the cries of a broken world. So that we could hear people with their voice. When you talk to people, you pick up on how they're feeling. 
you're listening beyond just the words they're saying you're thinking something's going on in that person's life I see them smiling I hear them talking but there's something deeper happening he gave his ears to hear not just for our sake but for others oh over time nearly done Kenny mentioned the face already so we won't mention the face but God has a face he gave us a mouth and language he's got a mouth God speaks doesn't he he gave us one so that we could speak to a broken world so that we could speak to him and this is one of the most important things so I'll just cover this and then we'll finish up he gave us a mind to think right now I want you to really think about this because it touched me I heard this on the radio the other day right they were talking about as a fellow who's talking about the mind he says your brain is inside your head it can't see it can't hear it can't feel anything right but your brain processes everything that you understand so just catch this he said photons of light have no colour olfactory molecules have no odour so the things that create a smell actually don't smell and sound waves have no sound right yet God put this thing between our heads with that size apparently it's like a blancmange it's 70% water 20% fat and 10% whatever else he said and I can't remember and all it is is wee electrical currents but that thing that God put in there in his image right that thinking thing helps us smell there isn't any smell smell's not real colour's not real sound's not real it all happens in here until it goes through into your fingers if you touch and feel through your eyes and it hits there it's nothing so God gave us like himself the ability to think and do you know why? because he wants us to think about him he wants us to think about others he wants us to understand his plans he wants us to be his kids he wants us to catch what he's saying to catch what he's doing to share time with him he wants us to inherit his kingdom he made us exactly like him so that we, we are basically his children I'm going to read one more scripture and I think this sums it up well where have I put it Psalm 82.6 it just says I have said ye are gods and all of you are children of the most high ye are gods small g children created in his perfect image every one of you is a god and as much as you're part of him created exactly like him to carry out his perfect will and that as I say it's so that we can interact with him so that we can interact with one another but more importantly so we can take all of it out there to help the people that need it so God bless you I'll just pray and I'll give it back to Graham Father God, Lord I maybe didn't express that the way I wanted to but Father we just pray your word would stick Lord and Father God there would be some good come out of what was said Lord help us to understand more about you, understand more about your purpose in our lives I pray in Jesus name Amen